This is Steven, the host of the Pixel Power Podcast. This show is devoted to getting the most out of your Pixel phone, Pixel book, and Google Assistant devices. I want to thank you for listening to this early episode of the podcast. Much has changed over time, and I've added new segments to the podcast and improved the audio quality. Thanks for giving the podcast a listen, and feel free to send me any feedback at steven at pixelpowerpodcast.com. Now, on to this episode of the Pixel Power Podcast. It's the beginning of a new year, and I thought we would take a look at Google Keep. Google Keep is an application that comes on almost every Pixel device, comes on most Android phones. It's available on the web, and it's a tool that you can use to keep all your notes organized and easily accessible. This is going to be a two-part episode or series. Uh, Part one today is Google Keep Basics. Next week, we're going to look at Google Keep and integrating it with other applications and other tools. So you'll want to be sure and come back and listen to that. There's a lot of things to learn in this episode. So I have created a comprehensive list of show notes that you can find. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode, how you can find those. And I would suggest that as we go through this episode, if you have uh, opportunity, have Google Keep open. I think a, a lot of things will make sense. If you don't have the opportunity to have Google Keep in front of you, I still think you're going to learn some really valuable things today. Before we get started, I want to do a quick little shout out to a listener who let me know he was out there and listening. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate it. And uh, he's also the first one uh, to become a member of the Pixel Power Podcast Google group. So I appreciate him taking the time to do that. And uh, again, just a huge thanks for that feedback. If you're out there and would like to let me know you're out there, don't forget you can send me an email at steven at pixelpowerpodcast.com. And like we always do at the end of the episode, we'll cover uh, the brief news, and it is brief, news items that are available that are related to Google and our Pixel devices. What is Google Keep and why would you want to use it? Well, it's it's an application and some of you may be familiar with another tool that's very similar called Evernote. Some of you in the Microsoft world may be familiar with a tool called OneNote. Think of Google Keep as a version of note-taking app that is designed by Google. What you're going to find though is it's really focused on the collection of information and unlike OneNote and Evernote, it is not a way to store files. I will talk about how you can link to files in a note, but it is not for storing just general files. For that, you'll want to use Google Drive and we'll talk about that in a later episode. I I chose to move to Google Keep. I was using Evernote. I was a subscriber to Evernote. Evernote recently changed uh, their subscription model Um, That kind of was the deal breaker for me. Uh, I do want to keep my costs down, especially uh, you can get crazy on monthly fees for this and monthly fees for that. So I decided to let my Evernote subscription lapse and I decided, hey, I've got this tool. It's, uh, It's on my Pixelbook. It's on my phone called Google Keep, why don't I give that a shot? And if you do have a Pixel phone, remember that it should be installed by default. So you may already have it installed and didn't even know it. One of the things I love about Google Keep, much like Evernote and OneNote, is that it is ubiquitous and you can access all of your notes from almost any internet connected computer and all you need is a modern browser and it works on a PC, Mac or Linux box. Uh, And as long as you have a a Chrome browser, um, you're probably going to be okay and be able to access all your notes. It's also available as an iPhone app as well. 
And uh, so if you're one of those that are teetering on the iPhone versus the Pixel, know that you can take your notes over if you start on iPhone and move over to a Pixel device later. Uh, the, your notes will transfer and migrate with you. Again, I love that I have access to my notes from almost any device uh, and any computer. And to access on a computer, if you're like an environment where we are at work, you can't install apps. So just being able to go to the website keep.google.com there are all my notes, so I really like that. The other thing I really like is there's a consistency in the user interface between the app and the web version. Almost identical down to where everything is located, except for one feature that I'm going to describe later that's unique to the mobile app. And I'm, I'm kind of curious why it's just on the mobile app, but uh, we'll talk about that when we get down there. The other nice thing that I like about it is there doesn't seem to be a limit on the number of notes you can keep. I have a ton of notes. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of balancing a couple of computers here. I've got one computer that's got my recording software going. I've got my Google Doc up for my show notes. And then I have my Pixel Book here with Google Keep running on the Chrome Google app. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but it would look exactly the same if I were in the browser. And I just thought I'd share some of the types of notes I have. I have notes for the podcast. I have some travel notes from a recent trip. I have a coupon, believe it or not, that's in here. I have ways that I can access weather information. I have uh, updates to my Anki Vector robot. I, I kind of like just to keep uh, an idea of how frequently those are updated, so I've started to log those. I have the same thing for my Chrome OS updates, trying to get a feel for how often those updates occur. I have information from work. Some of you may know I'm working on a book right now. I have notes for the book, uh, and I capture those using voice and text and a lot of different ways. Uh, I also have notes on some estate planning that I, I, I failed to do and I really need to get on that. So I'm starting to capture those notes so that when I meet with my lawyer, those will be easily accessible. I can share those as we're going to find later. I have notes. I have contact information from people I've just met. I have a bunch of smart devices in the house. I've collected all the data on how to reset those bulbs, how to connect this device to that. Just lots of really great notes that are useful. A um, couple more here. Let's see. I have some Linux commands that I, for some reason, can never remember what they are. And then I've kept a list of all the different open Wi-Fi around town and what their um, Wi-Fi passwords are. So again, you can collect all kinds of things. And, and these notes are categorized. They have color to them. Many of them have images. And it's easy to find using the Google search tools. Anything you can think of that you want to store and get out of that brain of yours and get into some trusted system that collects your information, uh, that's what Google Keep is good for. Again, if you're familiar with Evernote or OneNote, you'll kind of know what I'm looking at and what we're talking about here. Let's go into a specific example. And I try to think of what was a power example or a real unique way that I use Google Keep recently. And as you know, we've just left the holidays. So listen to this um, this note that I created. This is, this is really kind of a, this really is a power note in Google Keep. So I wanted to record the placement of all of our Christmas decorations on the outside of the home. Yes, I'm one of those guys. Clark Griswold probably has a lot on me, but I'm getting there. I'm close. So I took uh, about uh, 13 to 15 pictures inside and outside of the home first thing. So I snapped all those pictures. Then I created a new note in Google Keep using the pictures. So the note was created, the pictures were uploaded. I then used the Google Pixel Book and the Google Pen to actually make handwritten notes on those pictures I took. There were certain areas where I wanted to make sure I highlighted an area, I made a few notes. All of those were captured and created and uh, placed in that note 
on those images. Then I used checkboxes because as you're going to find, we can add checkboxes in that same note to give me to do items for next year, such as I need to remember to buy a smart outdoor outlet. And I've been using those timer outlets on the outside of the house. It's okay. It works, but I really want to synchronize with everything on the inside because I have lots of indoor smart switches and outlets. So I need to do that. So it will remind me to do that. Then I added a home label and I actually added a Christmas label. So it's, it's tagged with two labels so I can easily find it. Uh, I then shared the note with my wife so she too can add images and additional notes to remind her as she takes down some of the indoor Christmas items. Then we added a reminder to that same note on November 1st to annually prompt me to the review the note and begin my Christmas decorating. There's a lot of information in a single note, but it's a great way to remember what I need to do next year when I pull out the decorations. And again, I love that it's going to actually prompt me through a notification on my phone and in my web browser that it's time to get started decorating. So there is an example of a real useful way to create a note with many different items. Now let's learn how to actually create a note. If you have access to Google Keep and can bring that in front of you on one of your screens, you can follow along. If not, uh, you can, when you get home or somewhere, you can pull it up, uh, kind of go through the things that I talk about. If you remembered them, you can visit the show notes later and you'll be able to follow along as well. So let's talk about taking a note. How do you take a note? The first thing I want to do is kind of go through the interface. And as we look at the interface in Google Keep, as I said, it's consistent whether you're on the mobile app, you're in a web browser, you're on the Chrome app, or maybe you're on um, a tablet device. Today, I'm going to be talking about the web version and focused on that. And then next week, we'll focus on some of the mobile specific things that are available. Uh, but if you look in the upper left hand menu, uh, you'll, our upper left-hand corner, you're going to find something called the main menu. If you look down that area, you'll see a list of your notes, your reminders. There's also all the labels if you've created those. And we're going to talk about labels. I highly encourage you to create labels. Across the top, you will see a search tool. You click on the search tool and uh, we will talk about that in, in detail here in a minute. There's lots of great ways to search for your notes. There's a refresh, so you can refresh to make sure you have the most current data. Uh, you can change the view, and then there are some settings. But then right below all of that, there is an area that says take a note. That's what we're looking for right now. So when you take a note, there are different ways that you can take a note. Obviously, you're thinking of the very first thing, well, hey, you're going to click take a note. I'm going to use my keyboard. You would be absolutely right. That is the easiest way to create a note. So when you click on that, you'll presented, be presented with a new note in the top area. You can create a title for that note. Make those titles things that are descriptive of what's inside. Try not to keep them uh, vague. Also, don't worry about dates unless date is really important because you can search by the date that the uh, note was created. So you're not going to need to worry about that. That's already built in. And then below that, you can actually take a note. That is a text note. Okay, so we can create a note by text. There's also another button. You can create a new list. If you create that, then what you're doing is you're creating a new note that includes a list of items or a group of checkboxes that's like a to-do list. A to-do list could be a shopping list. 
It could be a work-related to-do list. It could be a project with lots of other tasks that you need to create. That would be another great way to a reason to create a to-do list. It could be, in my case, I like to use it as a shopping list for the holidays. So throughout the year, I create a new checkbox list or I have one already created. And when I see something or I hear somebody in the family say, boy, I wish I had this or hey, that's cool. I can add that to the checklist. And so I can search for that. And again, I've, I've tagged that so that that note comes up out of my notes around November for, for Christmas shopping. Pretty cool feature there. Another one is a new note with a drawing. If you think about that, that's where you're actually gonna start a new note. If you have a Pixel phone, you can use your finger and you can draw a new note. So you're just drawing a picture. If you're on the Pixel book, you can actually use your pixel pen to create a very complex drawing because there are some wonderful tools and if you're on the web then what you can do is use your mouse that is very difficult good luck and best of luck to those who can draw with a mouse so really uh, applaud you if you can do that so again you can create a drawing note now the last one that you can create is a new note with an image much like my example you've captured an image or two you start a note by uploading that image and then you can add notes to that image or you can annotate those images. Now, I've mentioned that there are four types of notes. There's actually a fifth and the fifth type is an audio note that's only available on the mobile app, but that is a way that you can capture and record your voice and add that to a note. We'll talk about that next week a little bit more, but today we just wanna focus on what's available on all platforms, not just the mobile platform. I also mentioned in my kind of super example that you can combine all of these together. And yes, you can. If you start with one, you can always add those other things later. So if I start with a basic text note, I can add a checkbox. Now, here's what's interesting. You can't have separate checkboxes within the note. You can't have a paragraph of text and then do a checkbox. You can either have all text boxes or you can only have, um, uh, you can have all text or you can only have all checkboxes. I'm hoping that they'll, they'll fix that. I would like to see some kind of amalgam of the two. I'd love to be able to have some text along with a checkbox, especially for project-based based notes. But for now, we do not have that. However, you can with text or checkbox notes add drawings and images. So remember that you do have that capability. So those are the different ways that you can create or as they say, take a new note. As you create your notes, you'll start to uh, create a group or a series of notes. Those will appear on your screen. And there's a couple of different ways that you can display those. And notes are displayed as cards. They look like little post-it notes almost. Uh, but you can have those in a single grid view, so all of them on top of each other stacked, or you can have them in a multi-column grid uh, that is dependent on the size or the width of the screen that you're viewing. So in my particular case on the Pixel Book, if I look at the grid view of the notes, I have five different columns of notes. I can change that to a single column of notes by using a button in the upper right-hand corner called the list view or grid view button. It looks like uh, two notes stacked on top of each other if you're looking for that. The other thing that I don't think a lot of people know is that you can actually, on that page, move and drag notes around. If you don't like where one is, simply move, use your mouse, use your finger if you're on the uh, mobile app and just drag that note where you want it. So you can move them around and place them where you would like them to show up in the view. I love that feature. There's a lot of times I want to move notes 
uh, more towards the beginning. Uh, by default, they just go in by time-based, but I don't particularly like that. I like to have my most important notes up front. Uh, there's also something that you can do in the display of notes that's really good. It's called pinning a note. If you pin a note, there's actually two major grouping areas for the notes on the main screen. There's a top area, which if you pin a note, all the pin notes will rise to the top. And then below that are just the archive of the, all of your other notes. You can still move around within those two areas. So if there's something that's pinned that's more important, you can drag that and make that first. If that's an unpinned note, but you still would kind of like that to be towards the, you know, the upper part of the archive, you can do that. So I just love that feature of being able to move and drag those around. And uh, that's a feature that was not in Evernote or OneNote that I, I'm not as sure about OneNote. I will tell you that I'm not a big user of OneNote, used it for a while, but I know in Evernote, I didn't have that ability to just kind of move and drag them around. So I really like that feature. Now that we know how to create notes and drag notes and display notes, let's talk about some other things. How do we modify a note after it's been created? It's very simple. As you can imagine, you simply select the note on a, you know, again, depending on which device, use your mouse, use your finger, but all you do is you tap on it. And once you tap on it, it comes up in a larger card. So the card will pop up. It'll take over the screen. That one note will take over your entire screen and that'll be the focus. Everything else will be dimmed behind it. I do like that. The only thing I do wish uh, in that was that we could somehow modify the width of the note. You can't do that. It's, it's, there's a default. It's a good default though. It's, it's really focused on you looking at the center of the screen and not having to move your head around. So they've given some thought to the user interface about the width of the note. I just wish I had a little more control over that. I mentioned the pinning of the notes. Uh, so those will be at the top. Uh, if you wanna act on multiple notes, it's very easy. You long tap if you're on mobile uh, on a particular note and then you can tap additional notes. On the web, which is where we're focused today, you can actually uh, select a note and click the check boxes at the upper left-hand corner of each note. So you can collect randomly. They all don't have to be in a series. If you want to do a series selection though, you can just simply drag your mouse and create a window around all the notes that you want to select. Once you have those selected, then you can do a single action on multiple notes. And we're going to talk about the different things that you can do, but let me give you an example. We could, uh, as you're going to find, we can give color to these notes. I mentioned labels before. You can add labels. If you if you select multiple notes, you can apply a single label to a lot of notes at, a, at one time instead of having to select them all individually. So it's a great way to do that. The other thing that you can do in modifying notes is you can actually delete notes. Remember, when you delete them, they do go to an area called the trash can. They won't be there forever, but at least you know that you can get those. Another way is to archive them. I recommend the archive option unless you just know you don't need the note. And I say that because right now we don't have a limit. There doesn't seem to be a limit on how many notes we can have. So just archive it. Who knows? You may need it again. And by having it in the archive, you can still go back and search for it. So that brings us up to our next section. And that section is how do you search for what you're looking for? If you're like me, you're gonna have hundreds of notes. Uh, and sometimes it, it gets a little cumbersome looking for a note if you're just scrolling through that list. Not recommended, and that is not what Google is about. Google is about the search. So you should understand that they anticipate you're using their search tools to find notes, not scrolling through a long list. So if you're scrolling through a long list, 
to find your Google Keep note. We're gonna fix that today and we're gonna help you out with that. So the very first thing is at the very top of the screen, you're going to notice a magnifying glass. You know, it's that standard icon for search. And if you click on that, it's really kind of cool because you get this new search feature or search page. It gives you all these different ways that you can search these notes. So the very first thing you have is obviously you have search by text. So I can type in anything up there and hopefully it'll pop up. But sometimes you don't remember what that thing is you're searching for, right? I'm sure we've all had that. And so there are some other ways. So let's just kind of step through each of these ways that you can search. So again, basic text, you can use some basic, uh, the Google uh, search string functions. You can put things in quotation marks to make sure you get exact matches. All those types of things work in the search bar. Then right underneath the text-based search, I love this, there's a types and they're nice, big, large buttons. So if you're looking for a note that contains reminders, and uh, so uh, notifications, you know, time. So if I wanna search for that Christmas note I talked about earlier, I could click that and know that that was gonna come up in my search results because it has reminders built in. On November 1st, remind me to put out those Christmas lights. The other thing I love is the next one is list. We can search for notes that contain lists. You remember I said it's a, it's a, a one or the other proposition. You either have text or you have uh, notes or lists, I'm sorry. Lists are uh, gonna be those check boxes, all right? So if you're looking for all of the notes that have check boxes, click that and it'll display all those. So that narrows your search down a lot. Uh, you also have a way to only search notes that contain images, or this one's kind of cool. You can also have it search for notes that contain URLs. So if you've got a link to something you're trying to remember and you say, man, I, I wish I could remember, I know I created a link, and I dropped it into Google Keep and it was about three or four months ago. Oh, I can't remember even what that thing was, what it was called. You can click the URL search and it'll, it'll bring up all of those notes that have URLs in them. That may make it a little bit easier to, for you to find that. And let's face it, a lot of your notes aren't gonna have that. So that's gonna narrow down and, and really focus in on specific notes. Underneath that are all your labels. I mentioned earlier in my example, that I labeled my Christmas decorations note. I labeled it home and I labeled it Christmas. So I added those labels and I'll talk about that here in just a minute on how we can add those. But it's very important that you take some time and label your notes and the labels are yours. They're, they're yours to choose. All right, so if you're gonna create a series of labels, make them things that make sense. And it's very easy to do that. You can do that in the note. The other way that you can create a label in a note is to use hashtags. So you're typing along, you type hashtag Christmas, that'll create a label for that note, but that label is now available for any other note as well. So you can do that within the, the note itself, all right? Keep that in mind. We'll talk more about that uh, a little next time as we get into the advanced features of Google Keep. The other things that you can search for are things. Now, this is really cool. This is Google using their artificial intelligence, their cloud-based stuff to figure out what things are in your notes. And some of the things that they list in the very first four boxes are food, movies, music, and places. So if you're looking for a note that includes food, movies, music, or places, it'll actually use its AI to go out and look for notes that it thinks includes those things. It's pretty cool. It also has an additional one if you click on more. 
Uh, you can also find travel related notes. So those would be notes that'll pop up if you set a reservation potentially, uh, travel tickets, rental car information, bring up all those notes. So that's pretty cool. The other things that you can search for on this search page, again, we're on the same search page. These are all the different ways that you can search for notes. You can search by the people you've shared with. We haven't talked about that, but you can actually share your notes with someone else. And we'll spend time next time talking about sharing notes. Uh, but today, know that you can share notes with family and friends and you can collaborate on notes. And again, I shared with you earlier that uh, the Christmas note I sent to my wife to have in her Google Keep list so that she can add to that and that note can become more rich with information with more people collaborating. Uh, again, you have to have a Google account to do that. Not a problem in this house, obviously. And then finally, you can search by color. You can assign color. We'll get into that a little bit next time as we talk about creating uh, different notes and, or adding features to the notes that we create. But for now, know that you can also search by color. Talk about displaying notes, modifying notes, searching for notes. You can also search within notes, which is really kind of interesting. So obviously you can do a text search within a note if you use the search tool at the very top. But one of the things that really makes Google Keep stand out is if you've actually used the insert a new note from a drawing and you include text in your drawing, if you write your name, if you write down information using your Google pen or your finger, if you're on your mobile device, it'll actually OCR that and search for your handwriting for that text. That's pretty cool. Uh, the other thing that it'll do is if you have uploaded an image, say a sign, uh, or a, a piece of paper maybe you've taken a picture of, it will OCR that text and you can actually pull that text off of that uh, note and add that down below the image so you have the text from the image. So it's got some really cool OCR stuff built into it. That in a nutshell is the basics of Google Keep in less than 20 minutes. And again, we try and keep the podcast down to 20 minutes. Uh, this one's gonna go a little bit long so we can finish up with the news. But next time we're gonna take a little deeper look into some of these features. We will take a look at uh, some ways that we can integrate Google Keep into other apps in the Google ecosystem. And I also wanna take a little more time and talk about creating notes and organizing them. So you wanna come back next time for part two, that'll be episode nine of the Google Keep episode. Let's wrap this episode up with taking a, just a, a brief look at a couple of news items that I thought were kind of interesting. Hey, be sure and check your Gmail account if you're a Google Maps user uh, or if you've uh, turned on location-based services on your, your Pixel phone. You should have an email from Google that gives you your timeline of your, of your travel over the last year. I found this really fascinating. Some of you will think creepy because it really does know exactly where you are, but it told me all the different places I had visited in 2018. Really liked it. It was really kind of a great way to just kind of reflect on the past year. And, and what I found out was as I spend my, my, a lot of my time in a single regional geographic area, I got out west once this year, uh, I need to expand that. So it, it is a way for you to kind of understand where you're traveling how frequently you travel to the same location and, and maybe help you decide that maybe 2019 is the time that you're going to expand your horizons and visit some other locations. And uh, so be on the lookout. Should, again, it should be in your Gmail account. Be sure and check that out. Also, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, is uh, underway 20, for 2019. Uh, CNET is reporting, and I've got a link to their 
report, I would encourage you to go check that out, is reporting a lot of new products that are being released with Google Assistant. And what I like about this post that they've created is they're updating it regularly. Here's some of the, the things that they posted. GE Smart Lighting is coming now with Google Assistant built in. We've got some water sensors. We've got some Kohler bathroom fixtures. I can't wait to read what those are actually doing. Really would be cool if I could say, hey, you uh, set my water temperature for my bath at blah, blah, blah. That could be kind of cool. There's a new multi cooker. It's like an Instapot pressure cooker, slow cooker thing that has Google Assistant built in. Not sure how that would work. One I'm really interested in is a new Klipsch soundbar uh, that has Google Assistant built in. I'm going to be exploring that one and watching that one and see where that one goes. And then probably the most bizarre uh, and um, most likely never to be used by anybody are these Vuzik Blaze smart glasses. These things are the ugliest things ever you could put on your head. I'm reminded of Google Glass, only these look probably bigger and bulkier. But right now they have Alexa built into them and Google Assistant is coming. But you got to check out these things. These are some these are some really big glasses. And they're saying that you, if you have a uh, prescription in a lens, you can actually have those included. Somebody tried to put them over the regular glasses and uh, that looked pretty bad. Check out the link from the CNET report. I'll be watching that regularly and seeing what other new Google Assistant devices are on the way. That wraps up episode eight of the Pixel Power podcast. Again, the next episode is Google Keep Part Due. Uh, yes, I said it that way, and that's the way it's going to be labeled. I will probably get that up next week about the same time. And uh, remember, uh, like Thomas, let me know you're out there, and there's lots of ways that you can do that. You can uh, visit us at our Google group. If you're not sure where that Google group is, uh, check out www.pixelpowerpodcast.com community, and there will be a link to the Google group. You can also visit the website at www.pixelpowerpodcast.com where you'll find all kinds of information about how to subscribe. You should already have that because you're listening, right? Uh, but then you'll also find, if you go to that same www.pixelpowerpodcast.com slash episodes, you can find the show notes for every episode. You probably want the show notes for this episode. I covered a lot. It's all in there. And then lastly, uh, be sure to leave a review. If you're listening on a podcast service, drop in a review and that will help uh, spread the word and share with your friends if you found that this was helpful or if you're trying to encourage somebody to use Google Keep with you at work, this would be a good episode to have them listen to. And that does it for now. That's our first episode of 2019. I am still shocked that I am saying 2019.